Check, check, right. check, check. Check, 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 check. I, we said check at the same time. That's perfect. Check, 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 check. Yeah. All right. Uh, one James, moment. You owe me a check. Here, you want to hold So I was so excited today was the day they sent out right, the, the the panels for Salt Lake. Not the celebrity yeah. panels, but the, the, you know, the topics, the the fan panels. So there's a lot of good stuff coming. You guys will, you'll have to come out and come stay. You, you got a free place to stay. It's only an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have, we were just there last week. Um. We were there Thursday. I was there Thursday through Saturday, and my wife was there Wednesday through Sunday. You should have let uh, us know. We didn't know you were there, and we were there for a funeral, and I didn't have much free time. So I, I, I got there Thursday night while the fireworks are going off, and then went to a funeral Friday night, and then left Saturday morning at 6.30. You didn't have free time? What? They weren't going anywhere. Am I right? <laughs> we did. Yeah, I know. We did see <laughs> Spider-Man, though. How oh, was yeah. it? Oh, it was good. I, it was really good. I've heard I like mixed that kind of things, stuff. but most of the mixed things have been like, well, it's no, uh, it's uh, it's no into the Spider Verse. I can't believe Aunt May killed J Jonah Jameson. That was fucked up. It was, <laughs> especially how gory it was. I didn't think yeah, it was good. Uh, I thought PG thirteen guys. Gosh, keep the decapitations to under three. I didn't know Aunt well, May did so much skull crushing. <laughs> yeah, and it's in the whole Black Widow part where she was having sex with him when she crushed his skull. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's the first pussy I've seen in. the the Marvel universe. Yeah, and then She-Hulk <laughs> showed up, and it was like, you know, bow chicka bow wow. Holy fuck, that was hot. Who's playing wow. She-Hulk though? I thought it was like Nobody... the girl from Game of Thrones. It's the chick from Game of Thrones. They yeah. just CGI'd her. Okay, that's what I thought. No, it's the guy from Game of Thrones, and they just <laughs> threw some CGI tits on him. Oh, you know what? That makes more sense. Charles Dance. The that, that makes whole sense. The mountain. You're oh, right. Okay. The mountain. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. And it's the mountain in the mountain makeup. So they didn't change his makeup. They just made him a little greener. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, Slight, uh, spoiler alert. Less moldy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. All that's right. only the first 10 right, minutes, here. though, so that's not really spoiling anything. One more time. Oh, my God, babe. We, okay. One oh, moment. No, I, you know, I looked at it, and I'm like, there, there was a way I could watch it online for free, but what they did is there's an image, so it's an it's a image of a lady watching tv and inside the tv they have bootlegged the movie oh yeah we've we've seen a few like that like uh but i didn't want to watch that this way so i'm like i'll just buy the goddamn thing because they wanted me to get a stars membership and if i got a stars thing i'd forget it and then i that still cost me 15 bucks so i might as well just pay the 15 bucks yeah i so own it goddamn and, and, 15 bucks that's a lot yeah say we, we bought the whole set for like 40 <laughs> yeah but i don't I, I like james bond but i don't like enough of his movies to buy them all. <laughs> you don't like more than three <laughs> yeah I, I, we I have discovered like, we like all of them yeah well then it's worth the investment <laughs> whether they're good or they're the ones we're discussing this month so remind me what you've already talked about so i can get into the frame of mind because we're going to do a bond vember and we're just going to do, since it's five weeks, we're going to do one from each of the Bonds. Yeah, that's kind of what we're trying to do. Well, we've done, uh, the first one was You Only Live Twice, and then Moonraker, mm-hmm. oh. and then, <laughs> oh, uh, we did Honor Majesty's Secret Service with Diana. Yeah. Uh, a View to a Kill, we're recording with Brent tomorrow. That'll be the week before this one. I do like the song. Oh, right? Oh, we the were Duran Duran song? It's yeah. got the best Dun- music. Dun, 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 best music, and in my opinion, dun, best villains. Dun, dun, was it Christopher Walken, right? Yeah, Christopher Walken and Grace Jones. Gra- oh, Grace oh, Jones. Oh, we, yeah. yeah. She's the best Bond girl. Well, we got a great... they did fuck, That's but we'll right. get to it. 
And then, we got a great Bond girl in this movie, uh, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, right. He is. <laughs> he looks pretty. like a. He looks like he's in Menudo. Yeah. <laughs> Save it. No. He's just uh, a oh, I thought I thought we started. I'm sorry. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one life's plot holes and gratuitous movies, Gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Uh, we are continuing the 007th month. Oh, shit. Our month long adventure in the world of James Bond. Oh, yeah. But we are not alone. Joining us, we have Craig from the wonderful Matinee Heroes podcast. Welcome, Craig. Steve, Izzy, how are you guys? It's so happy to hear from you. I miss you already. Right? I miss you uh. more. Because you're no longer in the great state of California, and believe me, we feel the lack of your presence. I, you know, I was afraid that might be the case. I was like, oh, I'm just one person, and Izzy makes two, and the, the millions and millions of people. But, uh, yes, all of our greatness has moved to the state of Utah now, and I'm sorry for leaving the void of awesomeness there. And <laughs> Well, it's going to be even greater, because we'll get to see you in September. Exactly. Fanex. Yeah. <laughs> Fanex, yeah. Just so you know, at the day of recording, they sent out the fan panels. Where you get this. That's the great thing about FanX is that you, they don't just randomly assign people panels. They actually get everybody's opinion, and then like they, you submit your 10 favorite out of the, I don't know, 90 they submitted, and you end up getting on a really good quality people on all the panels. And so I saw what they've got planned, and man, it's going to be a great show. I can't wait. I don't even know the celebrities. I, you know, I worry about that later, but all the fan panels is going to be fantastic at FanX. Excellent. Near my birthday in August. Excellent. Well, hopefully it's a happy birthday and you get to hang out with, yeah. uh, I don't know, great people like John C. McGinley and Thomas Jane and Dana Gould. and Oh, yeah. Hopefully know. Dana Gould comes. I would love to get Dana Gould. Uh, that, if, believe me, if Dana Gould shows up to FanX, and Dana, I know you're listening, if you show up, I will definitely be hosting that one because I will murder all of the other people <laughs> possible just to be able to sit next to Dana Gould. And we just want to be clear, that's not a threat, that's a promise. That's right. And, that's, <laughs> and that is not a threat towards Dana Gould. Dana Gould, you will not be hurt. No. You will yeah, be yeah. safe. Cr- just letting everybody know, Craig has his nerd license to kill and he's not afraid to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Double O negative. Bam! Gonna come at you. <laughs> 
Excellent. Well, speaking of 00 negative, yes, we are talking about 1989's License to Kill. Yeah! This, of course, is the uh, the second Timothy Dalton movie, if I remember correctly. Who's he, Steve? Yep. <laughs> well, what other than mean, uh, these James Bond movies, uh, let's see, Beautician and the Beast? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, he's in the Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking amazing. Yeah. So two he was in Flash movies. Gordon. Yeah. Flash Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck, he's he the... was in Flash Gordon. That's right. Fuck yeah, he put his hand in that damn tree, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the 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 new series he's in? Uh, not Peaky Blinders, the other one. Uh, Penny uh, Dreadful. Uh, Penny Dreadful. Yep. That's and he's right. also in the Doom Patrol on CW, and he's a Time Lord in the Doctor Who. He's he's all over the place. Wait, what? He's a he's Time Lord in Doctor Grant Who. Granger? But yeah. yeah, yeah, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> um, and, but this uh, this episode of the James Bond movie collection comes from director John Glenn. Yes, American treasure, astronaut John Glenn. Astronaut and director. <laughs> Turned God British damn. director. No. This is his fifth one in a row. This was the last of five. So the last five Bond movies John Glenn did. Goddamn yeah. American hero. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a senator and he's an astronaut i mean the guy can do no it is, it's impossible he's a, he can do everything there's the, the man is amazing yeah, he also directed christopher columbus the discovery and of course one of the greatest patriotic movies of all time aces iron eagle three yeah oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. i think i heard something oh. yeah i remember that movie god i remember that movie. i think Craig just pulled something rolling his eyes <laughs> No. Yeah, fun I fact. didn't pull anything. I just my my whole body tried to like fun a fact, dwarf star guess collapse. We found on out it's on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> Next month. <laughs> Next month, motherfuckers. Next month. Oh, I had to pay fifteen dollars to watch this stupid thing. Oh, I'm truly sorry to hear I'm that. Sorry, that's you, okay. You had the opportunity to pay fifteen dollars to watch this this treasure. Well, apparently it was like free for like the last six months, and then they said, hey, Stephen Izzy, you're going to do this movie. Let's lock this shit down. <laughs> Stephen Izzy we're, watched it We're once. a goddamn cultural phenomenon. They're yeah. like, we need to cash in on these guys. Yeah, <laughs> and so I couldn't find it anywhere, and because I love you guys so much, I slapped down more money than I saw Spider-Man Far From Home, and <laughs> which I'm now now that that's starting to sink in, I'm really yeah. Pissed. Hey, you know what? <laughs> well, be, be sure to throw in like the popcorn and drink and stuff, and it'll make, make yourself feel a little yeah. better. Let's let's and parking not, and let, let's not uh, measure this in Jack in the Box tacos. <laughs> well, I saw it in Utah, so we saw a matinee in Utah, so you can see it for less than fifteen dollars for two people oh, in yeah. Utah. Yeah. Oh, so you pay like four and a half dollars? Yeah, yeah, something like that. With Actually, free parking. Actually, it was a barter system. I gave him a couple pelts and a beer, and they let me watch <laughs> the movie. That'll do it. And the pelts you got hitting something on the freeway driving out. So win, win, win. Yeah, because you can. It still had that gamey smell, that new car smell. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, are we too sober to talk about this movie? You kind of are. Do you have something to drink? I do. In honor of us being here in Utah from Wasatch Brewing, we have an Evolution Amber Ale. Ooh. It has a naked guy drinking a beer on the front. <laughs> it actually does. And a couple uh, ape men. Yeah. The fossil record proves one thing, that beer alone is responsible for the evolutionary leap from ape to man. This malty amber is our tribute to Charles Darwin, evolution and perfection. Enjoy. I feel like I want to check those facts. <laughs> Don't check facts. No. Utah. <laughs> Drink the beer first and then check the facts later. Yeah, yeah. And we'll it's see like how checking works the uh, IMDb facts. Like, I don't know what that's based on. Hearsay. <laughs> Hearsay. I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top. Nice. All right. And the polar. 
Yeah, that is a beautiful amber beer. I got a pee now. <laughs> really, really clear. It's got a nice khaki-colored head. Lots of tiny bubbles. Mm, good malty aroma. I love a good amber beer. They're just like middle of the road, not too hoppy, not too malty. Drinking all day beers. Steve's going in for the sip. Yeah, this is this one's nice, light. Uh, you know, a little malt forward. Only the uh, the slightest of hop. Um, as an amber should be as it should be yeah absolutely it's nice smooth all day drinking kind of beer and i say all day drinking kind of beer because looking at this can it is four percent alcohol by volume Woo! Woo, utah let's go utah craig are you oh, drinking anything nice. good tonight i am not i i i just got home from work i raced home from work kicked in the door said hello to the dogs and shut the door to the closet and now i'm in the closet with Stephen <gasps> izzy you know, you're allowed to come out of the closet when you podcast. It's yeah. okay. Not, not if you want to be able to hear it. Uh. <laughs> look, look, we, we know you like podcasting naked. Don't worry. I mean, Heather's not at the house. You can do whatever you want. Oh, I'm buck naked, but it's that's because the air conditioner's off, and I'm trying to make sure that everything sounds well. <laughs> the things I do to make sure you have a quality podcast. Wow, dropping $15 and sitting in the closet. Wow. Thank, thank <laughs> Sweating, you so yeah. much for thank joining us, Thank you for Craig. your sacrifice. Wow. Oh, you know. the thing, Like I said, you'll, you'll pay me back in, in Salt Lake when I see you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so the movie starts out. Okay, I mentioned this on a couple of the episodes. The uh, the the like sniper scope intro thing where it has the James Bond walking across and do the shot is Timothy Dalton's like the smoothest of all the the Bonds. It's actually like how it's supposed to be done because yeah, the first couple like, times the first couple times they dropped to a knee, didn't they? Yeah, like, they, like dropped to a knee, and I feel like. The first Roger Moore one, like he did a little skip and swung his arm out and stuff, and it well, was that's, like oh. that's Roger Moore. He can't help that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they corrected it like the second or third movie, but yeah, th- there was one where it was definitely like a little gate to it, and it was like that's not how you do it. <laughs> well, I think you know Timothy Dalton gets a lot of crap for this role, but I think he he's an admirable Bond. I like him. I think he, as James Bond, he's a but he's always been smooth. He's just a smooth guy. He's smooth in yeah. The Rocketeer. He's smooth in Flash Gordon. He's smooth whenever you see him. He's got that beautiful voice that he's got the most English of English voices. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you know, the one thing that that I think kind of held Timothy Dalton back in this role, he didn't have the mustache. The mustache is where he draws his power from, like Tom Selleck. No, I think he's good. Well, <laughs> I have to say that he can't throw a punch very well because you see him fight a couple times and it, he does seem a little awkward. I think he's much better at fencing than he is at fighting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. He's probably classically trained in that. Oh, sure. And then he's like looking around going, I'm in this. I've, I spent my, the first 20 years of my life classically being trained by the, some of the greatest actors of all of England. And uh, I'm I'm fighting with a shark or, you know, I'm I'm swimming in latex and, and I got to I got to hump on this girl until her butt honks the horn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so for those that don't know the basic story of License to Kill. Uh, starts out in the Florida Keys. James Bond's there with his buddy Felix. Uh, Felix is getting married. You know Felix. He's the American, uh, what, DEA or CIA agent, CIA. whoever he's with, from like a couple past movies played by, I don't know, eight different actors over the years. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright <laughs> plays him in the, in the most recent version, doesn't he? I believe so, yes. Yeah. They're on the way to the wedding, but they get interrupted when a helicopter like cuts them off on a bridge, and they're like... Sanchez has landed, uh, you know, uh, 20 miles from here. All right, let's go get him. So they're like in full tuxedo, getting on the helicopter. And they go at, <laughs> they go from a Rolls Royce to a helicopter. And yeah. they go to where, um, 
we'll just say South American drug lord Robert Davi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, oh, well, Davi's awesome. He he is fucking amazing. I love Robert Davi in this movie. Robert Davi can do no wrong in any movie. Oh, yeah, I agree. Davi is, when you want a bad guy, you got to get Davi. Because not only yeah. does he have the face, he's got that all pockmarked face, but he's still smooth and cool, and then he's, you know, batshit crazy. So he's got everything you want of a villain. Absolutely. Including an incredible henchman played by, I don't know, 14-year-old Benicio Del Toro. He's just a baby, Toro. He looked like he was in Menudo. I was like, oh, look at that young lady. Oh, no, that's Benicio Del Toro. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that girl's kind of hot. Yeah. That, that, girl's, that girl's handsome. Oh, wait a minute. That's can, not a girl. Can't wait till she turns 18. Holy shit, it's Sicario. <laughs> he's, he's so hairless. <laughs> back back he was just Benny the Bull. I'm just trying to figure out what happened between 1989 and 1996 or 97 when he starts to become more known where he, he, he mumbles all the time. Did someone punch him in the mouth? Because I could actually hear some of the things he had to say in this movie, which is not usual for Benicio. Benicio ha- has mumbled <laughs> his way through movies the last 25 years. Well, much, much like Mickey Rooney, he had a failed boxing career. Mickey Rourke. No. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Mickey Rooney did not have a failed boxing career. You don't know that. You have. You haven't written a biography. Of Mickey Rooney, Rooney is, is not big enough to be a stool in a boxing ring. Yeah. Never mind. Unless being he's a boxer. fighting Warwick Davis or something. I like was going to say Billy, Billy Barty. Barty. He's, real. <laughs> he's got the old Billy Barty. In the super light heavy featherweight division. Ooh, if we're doing the uh, the Beaver match, you think? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, the one. Yeah, was challenging uh, somebody much older than him to a fight. Oh, Tom Cruise or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, Tom Cruise is about the same height as Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. No, I was gonna say uh, Peter Dinklage can fight Mickey Rooney. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I, well, let me Back say. Let's, let's move on. I want before we move on. This guy, the DEA agent Felix, he gets stopped in the middle of his way to the wedding. And yeah. as soon as he hears it's the bad guy, immediately says, okay, let's bail. You know this had to be his third or fourth wedding. So this, yeah, is, yeah. Oh, this, guy, this is not his first wedding. I mean, he's like 70 years old. And then they got the lady from uh, Three's Company, Priscilla Barnes. Yeah, exactly. She's, she's in her 40s. <laughs> but it's like, this guy really doesn't give a shit uh, uh, about his wife. Because I know, the, uh, you know, if it had been his first or second marriage, I'm pretty sure you have to show up when you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Now right. he's like, what, what's she going to do? Leave me? Ha. Well, here's the thing. Della knows who she's marrying, and she knows that he's married to his job before he's married to her. Sounds like a great deal. She doesn't seem extremely upset about it. Well, that's because she dies before we can get any real information from her. True. She she died drunk. Well, she was was all up in Bond's grill. She's, like, kissing and hugging and... Yeah, what the fuck was that about? they're all best friends. No, it's 70 swingers, I'm thinking. Oh, well, so, there's that, too. Well, come on. Bond bangs everything that moves. Yep. And including his best friend's wife. Nice. Probably his yeah. best oh, friend, yeah. too. Yeah, I, I have that written down as no. Like, they fucked, right? Like, oh, the three of them. It was a threesome. Like, they probably, like, <laughs> Felix was probably trying to contact him on a walkie-talkie. Like, what's that noise? Oh, it's this girl, Della. You should really meet her. She's pretty <laughs> awesome. That's how they met. Was it a threesome? Well, my theory is that Felix, because he's about 75 years old in this movie, and... Yeah. I, I think he's the cuckold who just watches. Yeah. You know, he, he brings Bond along, and then he, you know, I, I emotionally satisfy my wife. Don, uh, we'll get James Bond and his royal British schlong to fuck my wife and get her the physical stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have an agreement, guys. Yeah. Don't rain on their parade; it's their life. Uh, who are we to I'm judge? not every judging. Time, I'm not judging. Every time he's about to mount, he says, "For Queen and Country," and then yeah. boom. 
Tally ho! <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, 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 why is Sanchez in the Keys? He nor- he normally doesn't leave his palatial fucking mansion in fictitious Isthmus City. And <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you heard jingling casino. in the background, Steve is wringing the neck of Mr. Pickles and j- wringling. Jingling his little jingly bell. Well, it's good to see that Mr. Pickles has not changed since he's moved to Utah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's got more space to run around. He's loving it. And yet he still wants to walk right next to the microphone. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got it up high, so we'll have to jump, <laughs> which isn't going to happen with this cat. You old bastard. <laughs> he's going to be 18 this year. Yeah. Damn. So uh, Sanchez um, has come basically personally to... Uh, find his I, I don't know his his main lady played by talisa soto yeah aka kitana from mortal Kombat. <laughs> she looked familiar i didn't i was looking going who is that that's not mary elizabeth Mastro antonio that's not uh, right. uh cheetah alonza that's who oh wait a minute that's where she's from mortal Kombat. thank you yeah i, I didn't take the time to go google her uh but yeah apparently she is uh in bed with another man and well Batman, I don't even think he has a word to say before they take him out of the room and decapitate him. Um, <laughs> they ripped out his heart out, didn't oh, they? Oh, his heart, his heart. That's right, that's right. <laughs> what do you offer you, his heart? Give her his heart. Give her, give her his heart. Oh, no. And now we so, know why Steve is not an actor. That's right. You gotta get, you gotta get the lines down, man. You gotta get the lines down. Let's take it from the top. <laughs> take two. <laughs> Uh, but then uh, Sanchez uh, whips Kitana a little bit, just on the backside, you know. Was like, that a no. whip, though? Because it looked weird. I mean... It looked like some sort of weird leather, like, bat. sword, like, dildo it, kind of thing. Like, it, it was... <laughs> it looked like a gnarled carrot that had been dried and then beaten her with. It just didn't seem like something you would normally use. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's his own custom design. The Robert Davy collection. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Available at robertdavy.com, along with his uh, crooner albums that he's been doing for the last 15 years or so. Fun fact. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I mean, I'm not sure you're making that up or not, but it sounds oh. right. Oh, I am not. I've been trying to get him on the podcast for a while. I have many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Can you play us his song at the end of the, at the end of the podcast just for me? Sure. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so Sanchez, you know, he's... He's got his girls, done what he's supposed to do. He's getting back to his private jet to fly back to Isma City. Uh, but then again, James Bond and Felix are on the case, and they're flying in with helicopters, and there's a gunfight. <laughs> and when uh, Sanchez, like, jumps out of the Jeep and, like, does a barrel roll, I'm like, what, what's going on? Did they, like, push him out or something? Like, oh, it's a distraction. Ah. Well, it was the so, turn and smile, because you don't just, he didn't just jump out of that. He jumped, he rolled. He went to one knee, he turned, and then smiled. A very really right. villainous smile. That is a look fucking of a Dovey. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. He hops in the plane while they're distracted. Oh, they see it last minute, and they're following behind him in the helicopter. <laughs> and then James Wan said, let's go fishing. Okay. Grabs a hook from the helicopter and goes down, r- wraps it around the tail of the plane. <laughs> in what appears to be an incredible stunt, which is great because astronaut John Glenn was the director, so I'm sure he has all yeah. of the information about how to do that. Uh, <laughs> and now I know where the homage came from when they did that in the Batman movies with Christopher Nolan. That's right. Uh, yeah. Bane, I think Bane did Christopher that. Christopher Nolan, you hack? Yeah, well, no, no, it was an homage. There's a difference. Mm. No, okay, he's a hack. Anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so snags the tail. And then uh, him and Felix both parachute into the wedding right at the steps of the church. 
I like how she kissed her husband just as much as she kissed James Bond when he landed. Well, I mean, they both parachuted in. (laughs) So everybody with a parachute gets a kiss. You get a kiss. You get a kiss. You get a kiss. It's like Oprah just got a, hey, everybody gets a kiss if you got a parachute. And they didn't take the parachutes off. You notice they walked into the, the church with the parachutes on? Yeah, Craig, are you not aware of the uh, the Midwest custom that you have to make out with anyone who parachutes next to you? I did not. I'm not from the Midwest. I'm I'm definitely flyover country is not my cup of key, cup of tea. So I don't know what mm. goes on there. I mean, when in when Key in, West, I guess it's not really. Yeah, that's not Midwest. I don't know what you're talking about. But when in Florida, it's a Floridian custom. I, I believe it's the extreme south. <laughs> Yeah, I believe that's almost Cuba. Yeah, North Cuba. Something I mean, like that. they are on the dick of the U.S., so just yeah. the tip. They're, they're the spittle. <laughs> All right, so then we get the opening credits. And uh, who sings the song? Was it Diana Ross? It's Diana Ross. Because I thought it was Chaka Khan. But, it sounded yeah. like Tina Turner, Chaka Khan type. It didn't sound like yeah. Diana Ross at all. Yeah, yeah, because I'd run down, yay, Chaka Khan intro. And I'm like, wait, she did uh, Living Daylights, wasn't it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the most forgettable most forgettable song you. I mean, it didn't even. Everyone, it's like la la, and then she's like, "License to kill." To kill. La 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 la. la. License. That's kill. not. No, that's. I just looked. That's Gladys Knight. Oh, Gladys Knight. Sorry, yeah, Gladys that's right. Knight. That's not uh, Diana Ross because I thought Diana Ross was too classy to do that. Gladys Knight. She'll. You can throw a couple bucks at her. She'll do any song. She might even do an intro to the podcast if you throw I was a shekel her way. Steve, to it. Get a couple bucks. <laughs> Hold on, I'll find out. <laughs> It is also the longest of all the Bond songs, and it, I felt every second of it. Oh, yeah, the the cameras and the silhouettes and all the ballet stuff. It was like, this is not helping. <laughs> and the worst special effects. It's like Photoshop. They're just kind of cutting out pieces of the actual picture and then showing insets. It's just, it's really stuff that kids, like Steven Spielberg in 1962 was doing at his home, the kind of yeah. special effects. Yeah, they needed more uh, chicks covered in gold paint and... Girls on trampolines, like on a Moonraker. No, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Moonraker. Nobody. No, okay. <laughs> All right. So then we're introduced to Everett McGill. Uh, I forget his character's name. It really doesn't matter. Uh, he's the American agent that's interrogating Sanchez, and uh, Sanchez is like, "Whatever, I'll be out of here. I'll offer two million dollars if one of you guys gets me out of here." And he's like, "You're gonna fry for this, you some bitch." His overacting. I don't think he meant to overact, but his overacting kind of leads into what happens later on. So, yep. what, so once that happens, you're like, oh, he was overacting. But no, you're like, no, he was really overacting. He was, he, that guy was like, if he, he, I guess he thought it was regional theater, and this was his big break. Because <laughs> he, he, he cranked that up to a 12, you know, compared to the other guy that's sitting there. just kinda, And every once in a while, the other guy will just look at him like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Am I in the same scene? What is going on? <laughs> He's like, I'm auditioning for Twin Peaks. Yeah. Go with it. <laughs> yeah, but while back at the wedding, you know, Felix is married and all, but apparently him and Della thought to give James Bond a lighter and just throw the garter at him. Like, oh yeah, you're going to get married soon. <laughs> Fat and chance. It, and it wasn't even a good lighter. That thing was a flamethrower, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and they you only know, showed it for like a half second. I don't know. I mean, it's like, whoosh. And then, oh, okay. Like, they didn't even dwell on it. Like, this might come in handy later on. It was just like, oh, yeah. it was like a weird... <laughs> What the hell just happened? Because it was like a half second of flame, and that was it. Only to <laughs> here, come back later. Here, here's my Chekhov's gun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, McGill's driving uh, Sanchez around uh, down down the bridge, taking him back to Quantico or whatever. 
but then pulls a hard left into the ocean and then there's divers that are waiting for him. Oh no, Everett McGill's turned and is freeing Sanchez and blah, blah, blah. And everybody doesn't know how to go down in there and get them. I, I don't know. Just start firing rounds. Maybe yeah. get lucky. Because shooting into the water works. That's always... <laughs> Drop depth charges. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> now What it, about it... the driver? Yeah, and this is also where we find out Sanchez loyalty is more important to him than money. <laughs> it's going to be a running theme in this movie. Write it down, everybody. Uh, But uh, Felix is about ready to uh, consummate his marriage. Him and Della go back to their honeymoon suite. And, oh shit, there's a teenage boy in there. Oh, it's Benicio Del Toro. Oh shit. (laughs) And a couple other thugs. (laughs) Right. He's like, hoo-hoo, I didn't order this guy. Or girl. Yeah, exactly. Is this part of the honeymoon suite? Or is this this an additional? Because we are in... You know, we're in Florida, where the key in the keys, where all things go. Is this the part of the package? Are we in international waters now? Because I am in. <laughs> you know, Sanchez's henchmen want revenge, so uh, spoiler: they end up killing Della, um, and then they take Felix to this—I don't know—aquatic equipment warehouse, an where... aquarium. It's an aquarium. Yeah, aquarium. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. It's in a weird aquarium. They've got you know flesh-eating worms that the James Bond sunk that guy into. Yeah. Uh, of course, you have to have an open pit for the shark access. I mean, why even buy oh, that place without a floor that opens to the ocean so you can get your shark? How else are you going to do the scales of justice with a hunk of meat and a DEA agent until uh, the shark can eat Felix's legs off? I'm not going to lie. The, when they first showed the side of meat on the side there, he, he, they were talking about Della. And I thought for a second, because, you know, nowadays they would show... They would use her as the piece of meat. She'd be dead. And I'm like, how dark does this oh, movie get? Yeah, I don't oh. remember this. And it was like, no. Yeah, that would be a fucked up if that were the case. <laughs> Why not? She's already dead. Yeah, well, yeah. See, I should have been wrote this. Why didn't they call me? I know <laughs> I was only 13 the at the time. But James the, Bond. <laughs> yeah, I was only 13 at the time, but I still could have done some really good work. <laughs> and then they had laser beams on their heads. <laughs> and the girl showed her boobies. It was awesome. No. All right. No. All right. I, <laughs> I, I was waiting to see where you were going to go with this because it was getting bad. Oh, it was going to get bad. Yeah. But <laughs> and then the American Gladiators show up. It's 1989, right? Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, but yeah, so Bond's at the airport. <clears throat> and uh, and the agent's like, oh, yeah, some drug lord escaped. Anyway, do you want the smoking or non-smoking section? Oh, yeah. Wait, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, because that, that was back when you could just walk right onto the with a gun and a pack of drugs. You have to have like a nine packs of drugs to get stopped in, in Florida. This How is... did you know that was Bond's carry-on? <laughs> yeah. Well, why else is he in Florida? For a... Why would you wear a full tuxedo with tails and a top hat for a wedding in Key West? Drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're on some serious okay. drugs. That's, that's, a, good point. that's his the other stupidest wedding. Because didn't have enough flasks. <laughs> you know, do you know how hot it is in Florida in the Keys in the summertime? Yeah. Humidity. Ugh. Oh, they should. They it, those that those light gray shoot, suits should have been dark gray. That's the thing. Those things. <laughs> yeah. The only one who was sweating was his big friend in the middle. The the, the guy. Oh, was, Sharky. Yeah, Sharky was sweating. <laughs> oh, by the way, when I found out his name was Sharky, like in this next scene, I was like, oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit on the nose, my friend. A little too yeah. on the nose. Yeah, but yeah. So so Bond goes back to you know make sure Felix is okay, and he finds Della's corpse. Um, and he also finds Felix wrapped in a tarp, basically. He thinks Felix's corpse. Yeah. But he then... doesn't bother to take a pulse. 
Hell, Della could still be alive. He doesn't check their pulses. Well, no, uh, I think the corpse, I think the bottom part of Felix was gone. Yeah. They dangled yeah. him in and he got eaten by the, his bottom half got eaten by the shark and the top half was. Yeah. So uh, I did a little research. I have not read the books, but in the book, uh, Felix loses an arm or a hand and a leg. Oh, that's much better. Oh, okay. I, you can deal with that. Yeah. And then he basically becomes James Bond's like version of Oracle. Like in the books after that. He's James Bond's like computer guy. Like, oh, he, telling we, him where to go. We, uh, I, yeah. I, I saw the new uh, <laughs> Killing Joke movie. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a great analogy. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Do they uh, cross swords? <laughs> I mean, you know, like we said, James will tap anything that moves. So. Fifty Shades of Bond. <laughs> I, I also have a feeling he'll tap some things that won't move. Uh, <laughs> well, how's he gonna get away? I anyway, have a feeling uh, he'd fuck a pile of rocks if he thought a snake was in there. I mean, he definitely gave Della a good goodbye. Oh god, <laughs> it's funny because it's true. All right, so, so, uh, so we find out uh, his his other buddy's name is Sharky. Too soon, um, and then Bond goes to investigate. Uh, basically, they're like, oh yeah, his legs was were bitten off by a shark. Like, cool. Let's find out where there are sharks. Uh, it's the Florida Keys. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's everywhere. Know. You know that blue shit outside? There's a couple in there. <laughs> but yeah, they investigate all the the aquariums and warehouses or wherever that would have them. And I like how they pull up to the one where it happened. Like, all right, this is the last one. I hope this is it. <laughs> like, how many did they check before? Was it like three days of investigating like thirty different aquariums? Yeah, or they something? went to every aquarium in Florida. Went, oh shit, they all have sharks except this one. We These should have must be the guys. We should have started with this largest one that definitely has great white sharks. <laughs> he, uh, they go in and meet the owner guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we don't really have sharks. We just have this thing called Shark Hunter Two, and uh, we have." <laughs> yeah. We don't have specifically sharks, we shark have... food and bat shark repellent on well, stock. Well, they used you know. to catch sharks, but they don't anymore. Purely genetically engineered male fish. Yeah, yeah, genetically engineered worms that'll eat the flesh off of whatever we throw yeah. in there. Yeah, all kinds of cool stuff. It's like, oh, cool that that all seems above board. Well, to I which, won't take any more of your time. To which would I? I this is where I, James Bond's a dick. So you're a bad guy, right? Or you're a henchman? And someone has broken into your very expensive, very illegal aquarium where you hide drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, hell, maybe you're not even really a henchman. Maybe you don't know about the drugs. Maybe you're just the night security guard. Yeah. You get well, paid to patrol the front of the building and well, keep people out. I don't well, fuck with those well, flesh-eating worms. Yeah. Hold on a second. Last time I checked, security guards don't get AK-47s. Um, <laughs> whoa, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. This is the 80s in Florida. Come on. They can have whatever <laughs> C- they fucking Calm want. down there, California liberal. We can shoot whatever we want. <laughs> but instead of shooting the guy, because that's what you should do. You see a bat, you see someone break in. He gives, so he gives James Bond the benefit of the doubt, to which James quickly turns around and throws him without a hint of remorse into a pile of, you know, animal, I mean, human eating worms. Yeah. And just said, there you go, buddy. It's like, Craig, what the hell? Craig, I, I don't know I don't know if this part wasn't spelled out to you. Uh, he's on a vengeance spree right now, so Bond don't give a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. give a he has, he's all out of fucks. He's yeah. emotion he's a little emotionally distressed at the moment. Yeah, and then when the other he's security guards week. attack him, he's like throwing them in vats of electric eels and shit. And... Well, that one I can see because he was defending himself, but this last one, the guy could have shot him and should have shot him. That's what that's the one thing I hate is when they stumble upon an intruder and they know is and they're bad guys. They're not even like. This isn't night in the museum. This is fucking James Bond. You shoot him. 
but no, this guy's like, hold it, put your hands up. Let me talk to you for a little bit. Let me get understanding. Hey. I'd, I'd hate to make an accident and accidentally kill you because I'm a nice guy. And James Bond's like, I don't care. Here's some flesh-eating worms. Boom. No, my wife and three children. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my, my 401k. No. <laughs> I was three days from retirement. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but actually, those worms were nothing but just like minced onions, it looked like. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them were definitely just like yeah, produce <laughs> or mushrooms or something. <laughs> So yeah, he fights off a couple of the henchmen, kills a bunch of them with the electric eels and shit. Uh, but then Everett McGill gets the jump on him. And then, oh shit, never mind. Bond got the jump on him and he's oh, he's dangling from the, the same little scale thing above the the, uh, the shark pit. And James Bond has a suitcase with the $2 million payoff. And Emery goes like, oh, oh, I'll split it with you. Uh, we, we don't have to do this. But, of course, Bond's on a vengeance spree, so he says, catch, motherfucker. Ah! And he says something classier than that. But To which yeah. to which the hungriest shark that ever lived attacks him again. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think he'd be full. He just ate half a guy. Like, yeah, he had, like, a leg and a hand, apparently. Yeah, but yeah, that was, like, three like hours, hours ago. hours ago. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, come on. They're they're large carnivores. They they need to constantly feed. So he the only constantly- yeah, the the only bulimic shark in the history of the world. So he ate the last guy, threw him up, and so he'd have room to eat this guy? Well, I don't know if you know this. They were talking about the experiments, too. I'm pretty sure these are the ones they were putting that super smart serum uh, from Deep Blue Sea in so that they could cure Alzheimer's as well. Yeah, deepest bluest. His hat is like a shark's fin. There you go. So on that note, uh, <laughs> but the next day, Bond is uh, basically asked politely. Uh, he's basically grabbed and like thrown into a van or something uh, and goes to the Hemingway house to meet with M. And M's like, you, you, you can't do this stuff, Bond. You're, you're you know, acting outside of your protocol and you have a license to kill, but it can't just be freelance willy nilly. And of course, Bond's like, but they hurt my friend and killed his wife. That is. Yeah, a, I don't know why Spice Boss sounds that like sounds a like I, Do you have a clip from the movie? It sounded <laughs> yeah, just right. like that. Did to Kurt Jams. No. But, <laughs> but yeah, Bond's like, but but I'm on a little bit of a vengeance spree. It's okay. Once I kill Sanchez and bring down his cartel, it'll be just fine. You've seen the movies. This will be take like yeah. a week. And M's like, nope, I'm afraid I can't allow that. I'm revoking your license to kill. And your gun and your badge. And I respect you so much that our entire conversation is being watched by a sniper right across yeah. the street because I trust you. <laughs> yeah. Our relationship for the last 35 years means nothing. Exactly. Well, then, and then Bond's like, you know, he, he like pistol whips him and like jumps away. And they're just like, the sniper's shooting at him, the other guards and stuff, uh, the other MI6 agents are shooting at him. And then, uh, and then M like stops him and was like, no, 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 there's too many people. Well, like, why was the first one allowed to shoot at him then? Yes, I hit a fucking sniper. <laughs> You're the one who brought the sniper in. No, no, there's too many witnesses now that he's slightly below us. (laughs) Like, wait, what? (laughs) Now that he's made a kerfuffle in the in the bushes, everybody has seen. We're all everybody. No, no, nothing to see here. Go away. Just a bunch of rare English people in Florida. (laughs) Exactly, the liliest of white. All right, so so Bond's on a vengeance spree. He's got a vendetta to settle, um, and he finds out that uh, Sanchez is probably hanging out. Uh, the 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 owner of the warehouse or aquarium or whatever his name's Crest I think it's like Melvin Crest or something stupid, uh, but he's got his ship the Wave Crest and it's uh, out to sea somewhere, so he uh, has to sneak up on it using manta ray scuba gear. Yeah, <laughs> which I, is I'm, basically like regular scuba gear, but you have a cape that looks like a manta ray. I've never <laughs> seen a manta bubble that much. 
Yeah, right. God damn, that's processing some oxygen down there. <laughs> very discreet, but, very discreet. Yeah. So uh, Bond sneaks onto the ship and goes into, uh, I guess, the master bedroom where uh, Kitana, I'm just going to call her Kitana. What, yeah. what's, what's her name in this movie? Let's see. Lupe? Lu- Lupe Lamora. Yeah, I'm just going to call her Kitana. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just being racist because I figured just they'd call anybody Hispanic Lupe because yeah. that's it's the a, kind it's of It's Lupe is. or Maria. It's one of the two, right? Maria Conchita Alonso was supposed to play Lupe, so that's probably why I thought they, they just got the, the 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 cheaper version of Maria. Ah, <laughs> that checks out. All right, but he gets on there and he's basically like, "Where's Sanchez?" And she's like, "I don't know, but he, I think he's supposed to be meeting up with him or something. If they wow. see you, they kill us both." And then uh, the Frank yeah, so Caliendo it, it, podcast. You're just amazing. I know, right? I do all the voices. <laughs> yeah, he does. And then, uh, you know, they they find out somebody's on the ship because uh, one of, he locks out one of the guards or something when he gets on there. and uh, But they find Sharky, and Sharky's dead. Uh, do you remember how he, James discovers Sharky being dead? Oh. He just looks he, out the window, doesn't he? He looks yeah. out the window, and there's a bunch of dead sharks hanging from Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They have the sharks Sharky. hanging next to him, too. And I'm like, ugh, what? This is the goriest James Bond so far, right? <laughs> and and then just to make sure you didn't get, if you didn't get the joke, the guy's like, the guy's name's Sharky. We kill yeah. people with sharks. The guy's name's Sharky. Get it's, it? He's pretty ironic, isn't it? This yes. is what we call writing. This is amazing writing. <laughs> Yeah, but then James Bond's like, nobody makes jokes about my friends except me. And then he harpoons a motherfucker uh, who goes over into the water. And then he dives in after him to steal his uh, scuba gear. I don't know, hides out down there for a while. That's when he gets, isn't that when the guys attack him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when the guys start attacking him because there's also the drug exchange going on at the same time. So this doesn't make sense to me because they cut his tubes. That's not a surgery. He didn't. He, <laughs> they they didn't sterilize James Bond. They were they, trying to, but yeah. They no. cut his air hoses, which is a lot more difficult than just stabbing the son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, why can't they just kill him? I don't understand why they got to do this. Well, let's. Well, we don't. We want to make it look like an accident. Well, cut hoses does not look like an accident. Yeah. This scene does look like some sort of weird underwater orgy, though. Oh yeah, where they got like a six guys on him, yeah. and they're just like trying to hold him down and cut his hose and i don't know give him give him a natural death i don't know what but yeah above the dr- the drug exchange is going down where they're like taking a, a little submarine thing full of drugs over to where there's suitcases of money and coming back or or vice versa i forget exactly what's going on but <laughs> but yeah while their underwater fight's going on but of course, James Bond's able to escape because he grabs a harpoon gun, uses it like a fucking grappling hook, shoots up at a ship, yeah. and just poof, right out of there like Batman. Um, and then he, of course, because he's also James Bond, he starts water skiing using this harpoon line, which is kind of ridiculous to watch. But at the same time, not a bad stunt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, barefoot skiing, it's okay. I, I mean, it's no fawns jumping sharks, but it's the same. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a like a great outdoors kind of thing. Yeah, Are you talking about fantastic. the John Candy movie, The Great Outdoors? Oh, and Dan Aykroyd. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Where the most the most memorable bit of that whole thing is when the raccoon in his raccoon voice tells his kids not to eat hot dogs because they're made of lips and assholes. Yeah. Oh, you're forgetting about the bare ass bear. <laughs> you're right. I am because that's the only thing I remember about that whole movie <laughs> is the raccoon going, "Don't eat that. That's just lips and assholes." 
Uh, but I've written down a uh, money fight because uh, the plane that's taken off with all the money. Yeah, <laughs> money fight. James Bond is on there, and yeah, basically like uses the money to like take a couple shots or whatever, <laughs> deflect them, and then starts hitting the pilot and the co-pilot. Throws the co-pilot out, starts hitting the pilot with the money, throws him out, and yeah, it's fantastic. And then he flies off with like what was it like five million dollars or something like that. Right. So, uh, so Crest has some explaining to do later on. Some explaining to do. Uh, let's see what happens from here. Oh yeah, he like lands and that's when he like checks uh, Felix's computer, right, for like all the oh, yeah. information on Sanchez and he, that's right. He, like one of his contacts, he finds out is uh, B Bouvier. <gasps> yes, and, and he's gonna be meeting with her or this person. It's a her. Yeah, uh, he's gonna meet with Marge's mom. I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At uh, Bimini's Barrelhead Bar. Oh, God. Now, is anybody more out of place when they get to that bar than Timothy Dalton? Nope. <laughs> and this is like a like a biker bar so... on the water, and it's just a horrible place. I don't think they even know where Great Britain is. In that, Anybody in that bar has an idea who what British are, who what English people are, what that accent is. Why is this guy so white? Why is he dressed up? <laughs> Why does he have shoes? I mean, it is, he doesn't fit in at any level at this whole bar. Well, and, and then he sits down next to, to Bouvier, you know, or a uh, hot little Bond chick in this movie. Um, and then she's like pointing out the other people that don't belong. Like, oh, yeah, see those guys there? They've been watching me the whole time. They're probably with Sanchez. Uh, those guys over there are with another organization that wants to kill us. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> and so it's like, oh, OK, so we know exactly who's going to be involved in the bar fight. Oh. Shit. Because uh, Dario shows up and sits with him with another henchman and, you know, starts talking shit. Um, but then Bond's like, enough of this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I love the look on James Bond's face when he almost gets skewered by the big tuna fish or whatever that was. Yeah, the swordfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then he like beats the guy and goes, touche. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But I, the whole thing was like, oh, you mean I could actually die by fish? How, who would have thought of that? <laughs> so then they, like, like Bouvier pulls a shotgun out and she, like, blasts a hole in the wall and is well, no, like, I'll, I'll cover you. Go start the boat. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't shoot that thing off until before she put that gun right into the crotch of our beloved Benicio del Toro. Yeah, right. How did he survive? <laughs> and then he shoots it right in the back with a, yeah. what looks like a magnum. Oh, yeah, it was like, like fucking Desert Eagle or something. Like it was... Yeah, and she's like, oh, no, it, I'm wearing Kevlar. I just have a little backache. Ooh. Yeah, no, you're... Yeah, it's like, no, no, you, 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 you lost feeling below that for at least an hour. You're... Yeah, and with a couple of crushed ribs and maybe a bleed, internal bleeding. I mean, her kidneys have got to be have a problem after that. So you yeah. guys don't believe that Benicio del Toro is carrying a magnum? Benny the Bull? Oh, yeah, he's carrying a Magnum. <laughs> but we're talking about the handgun, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> as skinny and as small as he was, I don't think he's had a Magnum on him. I, I believe in this movie he just had a very enlarged clitoris. I don't know. I <laughs> I heard uh, some information about Willem Dafoe this week on Colt 45 podcast. Shout out. I but saw the meme. It. I don't know what the information was, but I saw the meme that said they learned the worst information about Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Apparently Willem Dafoe, star of Antichrist, uh, where he goes uh, full frontal nudity. They had to use a prosthetic to shorten the length of his members because the cast and crew were too distracted by it. How do you... How... 
what? <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing it was probably leaked by Willem Dafoe's publicist, but you know, I, I don't, wait, I don't do a, fact checks. Wait a minute, a, prost- a prosthetic too hot? What? To hide? Does, to, yeah. Won't that make it to, bigger? To, to show like he has the cock of a mere mortal as opposed to a tripod? No, but so basically they, that means he's got a lot of length but not much girth because he's got to be able to wrap it and roll it up and tie it up in a, and, and cram it into a smaller penis. Just tuck it. What, what, yeah. He could have definitely but Ted Levine over that shoulder whole thing. like a continental soldier. Maybe what are we talking what he about? Did. He should have Ted Levine, uh, you know, Ted Levine that thing. The whole uh, Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill. Yeah. yeah, but I've never heard of that. I've heard of having to put you, you know, your small penis into a larger penis to make it look bigger. Ah, uh, that would be boogie night. <laughs> I believe that's called docking. No. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, back to the movie. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, a girl just got shot in the back. Uh, so is that what so happened? Is that off... what we're talking? How does the back turn into prosthetic penises? Okay. Yeah, girl got a couple back shots. Wait, is that what we're talking about? Okay. <laughs> oh, now uh, it all ties together. It all makes yeah. sense now. Go ahead. <laughs> Segway. Uh, so, yeah, so they go off on the boat. They start arguing and then immediately go to pound town. Yeah. Immediately. She just got shot in the back like four minutes earlier. <laughs> They've been arguing ever since, but they're like, you know what? We should just fuck right here on a boat because Honk. we're going to die soon. Yeah, that's exactly what we should fuck on a thing. And then, of course, they share a little giggle. <laughs> and then they're immediately in love. And then she's a jealous bitch throughout the rest of the movie. Right? Oh, we'll get to that, too. No, I'm just saying it's, it doesn't take very long. It's not going to happen. It happens pretty, pretty quickly. She gets very attached to him very quickly. Yeah. I have, I have the note written down. Uh, is that Money Penny's daughter? <laughs> Because we have a new Money Penny in this movie. It's true. No, I, no. Wait a minute. We don't have a new Money Penny. This is the last of the old Money Pennies. I thought. Oh no, this one's like the like supermodel. Yeah, this is a different Money Penny. Yeah, this is like an English supermodel one. But but it, this is. Uh, I thought this was like her last. This this particular Money Penny, which is not the original Money Penny, but this is like the 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 Timothy Dalton Money Penny. This was the last time you saw her, and then they went to a new Money Penny at the next movie. Oh, was she was she in Living Daylights too? Oh, okay. Yeah, she was it's in not the, the original. She's Dalton's. Original she's Dalton's Money Penny. Yeah, it's not a what's her name, Lois Maxwell or something like yeah. that. He was in like the first fuck fifteen. Or yeah, <laughs> where the first couple movies she's really attractive, and then the last ones she kind of looks like the the oh. principal from Greece. Oh, well, that is true. But yeah, she's still still quite a fetching lady. But yeah, she uh, was getting in her sixties. I, I I you know I think of the principal from Greece quite often. Well, often in moments of loneliness. Hmm. <laughs> so You're, then we go you, to you, Isthmus City. Are you and... desperately scrambling to look up the the principle of Greece? <laughs> no. That, that, no. Oh, should we? There's just a lot of silence. I'm like, what? What did I say that offended them so much? Because nothing offended these two. <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing. In fact, I'm going out of my way to find shocking things, and you guys are like, hmm, yeah, no yeah, that, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weekday. That's that's pretty PG thirteen. Yeah. Cool with it. Mm. <laughs> uh, Craig, uh, Isthmus City is the capital of what South American country? Isthmus Island. Ah, oh, damn, he's good. He's good. Mary Isthmus. <laughs> it's supposed so, to be. It's supposed to be Panama. I mean, it's yeah. a fake. It's a fake city, but it's supposed to be Panama. Robbie's supposed to be a Noriega type dude. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's it's just I don't know why they can't use the actual stuff I guess because at the time Noriega probably could kill them but yeah I think with the wall coming down like there's a lot of things in this movie where it's different from James Bond movies and I think it's because the climate at the time we'll talk about it in fun facts but uh <laughs> but yeah so Isthmus City 
we'll we'll say South America city that uh, Robert Davi runs, and I love his uh, his accountant or whatever who's like basically just walking through a bank yelling to uh, like Oriental investors that like oh well, yeah first off, we make... stop so I'll back it up oh, okay because oh. I won't okay. let you do this they did it in the movie yeah they did. They but did. You, That's exactly why I said it. Yeah, but <laughs> you don't have to call them Oriental. That's that is definitely in 1989. You're I, better I'm than sorry. that. You're better Chinese, than that. Chinese, Japanese, Thai, possibly Vietnamese investors, Asian, Asian. investors. Yeah, Asian Asian's investors. great. But when you say Oriental, that's that you've just gone back in time. And what? yes, he's going around saying it because he's a coke fueled white dude in the, in Central America. Yeah, he is in 1989. But you don't have to do that, Steve. You're better than that. Right. You don't my, know what Steve does on my, the weekends. My, he may be my apologies to our Asian listener. <laughs> Stephen Young is the only guy who listens to the show. But thank you, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, the accountant's like totally just yelling at the bank. Oh yeah, with our business, we have a cash surplus of ten million dollars a day. And then Robert Davi like has a quick line of like, oh yeah. The, it, oh, fuck, what it, was it? No, but it's like a sideshow. These guys have a, the perfect pitch down because he is saying obviously horrible things about their business and he's not discreet at all and then yeah. Ravi has a joke for every single one it's almost yeah. like a little sideshow that we got it's you know that's it's the Ravi and uh, the white dude show and every once in a while he's like yeah we do all this criminal activity let's yell this as loud as we possibly can because none of these people in this room would turn us in right because loyalty is well, better than money these people are bought and paid for yeah. <laughs> uh, including my god one of the greatest cameos in all oh, of Bond shit. history Sir Wayne Newton as Professor Joe Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> who is on the television. Basically, he's like an e- e- evangelist uh, guy. Just like, oh, with your donation, we you can uh, gain access to our meditation center and all of its principles in this book for now, only $20,000 donation or whatever it is. Blah, blah, blah. Now, was I wrong? Because uh, at this point in the movie, it's well past an hour. This movie's two hours and something long, and it's way too long. Oh yeah, but at this point I was like kind of uh, mostly listening, and so and so is Wayne Newton's character when he says they get a donation from a certain place. It's really code. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, bas- it's basically yeah. telethon drug deals. Like, like, oh, what, what's the new price? Uh, let's do twenty-two thousand a kilo. And then it's like, ah, oh, for just a twenty-two thousand dollar donation, you can blah blah blah. Oh, we have a caller from I don't know Germany that wants to purchase five hundred books to share with the community. Wow, five hundred kilos. That's like eleven million dollars a year. Yeah. So I was paying attention a little bit because I thought that yeah. was weird because like, it seems like that is a, a very convoluted way of doing that. Uh, it's it's fucking brilliant. No, well, no. I think it'd be more effective now. I don't know how effective it was in 1989 to do all that just so you could get a code word. Are you when... kidding? This is like the peak of like Miss Cleo and all that shit. People are totally telephoning in because they do mention later that originally the uh, the whole thing was set up as a cover, but he does such a good job. He actually turns a tidy profit. Oh, yeah. So they go to the, they go to, uh, the casino that, you know, Sanchez also owns. Um, Convenient. And, yeah, it works out pretty well. Uh, but yeah, basically they sit down and uh, what they're playing blackjack, I think. And uh, basically, uh, uh, Kitana basically comes to start dealing the cards, and Bond's immediately like, um, "Bouvier, why don't you go get us some drinks?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, have to, I have to make a bumpy bump love love with this one. I don't want you to see. Right. And, uh, that, that was ridiculous because yeah. he didn't need to. Uh, it's just I don't understand. They're supposed to be. She's she says she's a professional. 
he says he's a professional. The only one who's not a professional is Katana. And I don't know why they have to do all this little secret hush-hush stuff. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't really get that whole It seems very petty and all. very high school-y. It just seemed weird. And, and then you have to have Q come in and explain, well, you know, agents have to use every tool available to them, especially the one between <laughs> their legs, to do especially so. Especially that tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, basically he's like, he tells Kitana, you know, I, I need to see your boss. And she's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, just just do it. I got a plan. And so they go up to see San- – he goes up to meet Sanchez. They discuss business. Uh, luckily, Benicio Del Toro isn't there. Uh, <laughs> But basically, Sanchez is like, who are you and what, what do you want? He's like, well, I'm a forder, former British agent, currently unemployed, but I feel like my services could be of use to you. Yeah, they basically strike an arrangement like, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it another time. And then I've written down, is that Shing Soon following him? <laughs> because great character actor Kerry Haruyuki Tagawa yeah. is in this movie. And he played Shing Soon in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! That's yeah. you know that's almost sad that that's the only touchstone you have for him because he is an amazing actor. He's in a lot of great stuff. And yeah. well, oh, I'm sorry, he's also in the Phantom. Uh, he's in a lot of TV series <laughs> and stuff. He's also in the Phantom. Don't forget that he <laughs> he was in uh, A Dog's Tale, oh. which is the one movie that my wife cries the worst. He was in Hachi, the A Dog's Tale. Have you ever seen that movie? We have not. The, watched the Richard Gere one, right? Yes. If you want to cry, I, this is we were on a plane. And I guess the lack of oxygen or the more oxygen, I don't know. But so I'm not paying attention. My wife's watching the movie. This is what the plane is showing. And then about halfway through, I hear, I hear some sniffing, and I look around, and my wife is just not just. She's like snot crying. She's not just regular crying. She is <laughs> snot crying. And so I'm like, is everything okay? What's going on? It's the dog. And then I look around the whole cabin of the plane. Everybody is snot crying like you've never believed. I've never seen so many people cry so hard in public with a room full of strangers. Oh, and boy. he's in that and Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton. Oh, yes, he is in Planet of the Apes. I think he's also in um, Rising Sun. Is that the one with Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery? Coming next week. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's in a lot of great, great stuff. But, you know, Shing Tsung, come on. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's see what happens after this. Oh yeah, Q pops up in the suite and basically comes with the, uh, the gadgets of the episode. Uh, he has the exploding alarm clock for some reason, uh, the toothpaste that's really C4. He has the cam- the, the camera that is also a gun. And then he's got the camera, the Polaroid camera that is also a laser beam. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel like that might actually be more effective. Yeah, I know, because the camera that he gave him is a piece of shit, and the Polaroid is probably a better... If I had seen someone with a Polaroid and seen someone with that weird gun camera, I would have gone, hey, that's a Polaroid. Why does that guy have some kind of weird milking machine of some sort? Because it's like... Yeah, that, right. <laughs> it's big, it's bulky, it's got cords. It's It doesn't look like anything you've ever seen. It's an old 1970s like hand-crank camera. Now here, I'm just going to put some gunpowder in the top and... <laughs> I'm gonna bite off the piece of the with the gunpowder and stick it in. And I, oh, let me get my rod to to pack it down, and then just who's got a steel whoa, ball? Who's whoa, got a steel Craig, ball? Craig, calm down. Let's keep it PG, all right? Let <laughs> me packing down with your rod, all right? Hey, I'm just living the Will Defoe life. <laughs> I, you know, I met Willem Defoe. Didn't ask him that question. I should have next time. Oh, next when, time. when he comes on the podcast for the interview, that's definitely coming up. Yeah, because like, on, on a scale of one to that. ten, is it below ten or above ten? 
I want you to start with that question. So, Willem, thank you for coming on Everything I Learned from Movies. We really appreciate you being here. Right off the bat, I loved you and everything you've ever done. How big is your dick? So, you have listened to our past interviews. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Yeah, of course. You've had Dana Gould on twice. That's right. He's willing to listen to every episode in case Dana Gould makes a special appearance. Yeah. <laughs> and, That's the only reason he listens. <laughs> well, now, that, uh, you know, he's only going to be about an hour and a half from me, so I'll I'll see if I can climb over the fence or something you climb up the hill to falcon's lair that's right yeah i atop the ball hole in view shelf <laughs> <laughs> all right so sanchez meets with the asian investors everybody good everybody good oh. all right <laughs> so uh, i'm so sorry you had to do that i could hear your yeah God, why do i have to do this why this political correction searching this for a word <laughs> anyway <laughs> all right so he meets with the chinaman no, you sound like my grandfather. Why can't I call him Chinaman? They're from China. No, Gramps. You just you can't. That guy. First off, he's Vietnamese. He's not from China. And just because he's Asian doesn't mean he. But my grandfather would be like, I used to shoot at these fucking people back in the sixties. Dad, Grandpa, settle down. <laughs> he's not Chinese. He's Laotian. There's only like a hundred million of them. So Bond repels down. Uh, repels down the side of the, I guess, casino or whatever building he's in. It might be the bank too. I don't know. <laughs> the bank casino uh, oh the bank casino casino yeah like it's, a, it's you know keep the money in one the spot it, it sounds italian a bank casino it's a bank casino like, like it feels like a pastry filled with cream it Ooh. sounds delicious i would like two cannolis and a bank casino yeah invented by robert davi so von repels down and he plants the c4 toothpaste um, at the base of the window, because it's like two-inch thick, bulletproof, rocket-proof glass or whatever, I guess. And then he goes to the building across the street, and he sets up that weird camera gun thing that Q gave him. And he's just about to blow the glass and then fire, but then ninjas pop out of butt-fucking-nowhere and start attacking him. <laughs> yeah. I've never realized that how bad a shot James Bond was, because there was several times, as we were watching it, that he had a clear shot. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, well, I must wait for my cue for someone to, to, to accidentally knock the gun out of my hand. And then, of course, someone picks up his sniper rifle and tries to shoot him, but he has that special biometric... The, the hand grip, yeah. 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 Which is well ahead of its time, because I, I guess that's a real thing now. Yeah. I, feel, I believe that's a real thing now. It's, it's one of those ways of making sure your gun is safe. Yeah. So, so your kids can't do it and stuff like that, too. Yeah. But but they also find out Bond's one true weakness. No, not lasers. No, not guns. Nets. <laughs> he is pretty immune. He has no net immunity. Right? If only they had the nets when they were fighting him underwater, he'd have been fucked. <laughs> it's like when Superman gets his uh, kryptonite put around him in the water. Just going, exactly. oh, I can't move because I've got a net. Oh, God. So that was my impression yeah, so they... of dying. I'm sorry, is that Henry Cavill with us right now? I don't get to do this on my podcast. I don't get to have fun. I have to be pretty straight-laced. And so, uh, you know, to, be, to act goofy, sometimes <laughs> it, sometimes they don't all work, but that's not that's they're for me. They're not for you. I know. You can come on our podcast, say stuff like Orientals and all that all the time. <laughs> well, great. I'm glad to know that the white supremacists around the country have, a, have an outlet because they don't get enough places to be able to say Oriental about Asian people. Everything I learned from movies, culturally sensitive at every turn. It's true. All right, so so they wrap James Bond up in a net and take him out to a woodshed or something. Yeah, they could toss him in the woodshed. Um, 
And this is where uh, Shang Tsung, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Tagawa, uh, I forget what his name is in the movie. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's not around long. Yeah, he was um, barely in it. <laughs> but, but he's basically like, I'm with Hong Kong police and you're fucking up an operation. And then like uh, another MI6 agent's there too. Like, that's it, Bond. You've gone rogue. Now we got to take you back to London and I'm take, take you to the Tower of London. And that I, is, if, if you didn't re- recognize, did you recognize that guy? If you didn't, he is the Nazi in The Last Crusade with Indiana Jones. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's the one that smashes the pumpkin. Oh, no, he's in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sorry. Oh. He's, he's the guy who gets uh, liquefied uh, and then in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm oh, sorry, nice. you mean one of the guys who gets liquefied? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to remember. One blew up. Uh, Tato, or whatever his name was, he melted. There's like and five then, of them. So and then he, the, yeah, I, he's like the main general guy or something. And then, and then he uh, imploded. He liquefied on the inside and then like sucked in. Ah. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen Raiders. We should probably watch that one these days. Next week. <laughs> Coming next week on our podcast about questionable movies. One of the greatest movies ever made <laughs> with the most questionable right. heroes. We should do Temple of Doom. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I, Temple I, of Doom. I want to be on that one. Indiana Jones is my favorite. I love Indiana we'll, Jones. We'll do, my uh, mom too. We'll do which is worse, Temple of Doom or Crystal Skulls? Well, no. Temple of Doom's a good movie. It's aight. Crystal Skull sucks. But Temple oh, of Doom... Oh, I'm sorry. Short Round? Yeah, of course. Short uh, Round? Who didn't want to be Steven Short Spielberg's Round? Steven wife? I forget her name. <gasps> yeah. I Andy! Mean, Willie? Andy! 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 Uh, she's more annoying than Tanya Roberts in A View to a Kill. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that was her annoying? role. That's, that's what she was supposed to be. She was a 1930s... Uh, Scream Queen. She's yeah. Anyways, we'll talk but, about but it next week. Thing? Is she is she more annoying than Taya Leone in Jurassic Park? 3? Oh, you can drown Taya Leone out like on accident. <laughs> there is nothing going Michael, on back there. Michael, 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 Carol Ann, Carol Ann. Jesus Christ! Stop. <laughs> All right, so back back in Isthmus City. Back in Is there anybody still listening after that? No, I doubt it. (laughs) There might be one or two. Hi, Diana. (laughs) Hey, Brendan. All right, so back in Isthmus City. Yeah, they're just about to, like, shoot Bond up with, I assume, tranquilizers or something to take him back to London. But then he's saved by the tank when uh, Sanchez's army, I guess, surrounds the woodshed and starts firing. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, what ha- yeah, that's right. Yeah, they like kill everybody there except Bond, and Bond wakes up in a palatial, beautiful fucking estate. <laughs> Speaking of Temple of Doom, it's almost like he woke up in the Indian Palace because he was in a big, huge bed, and it was oh, all yeah. gold. Co- it's beautiful. Uh, he was just completely confused, and then he had that weird-looking thing that he looked at right up when he woke up. Yeah, that dog fish thing. I believe it was a nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, with that that with every scene that comes up and we're like, what the fuck is that? Is that from a legend or something? Uh, the Legends of Isthmus City? Yes. I, I have a feeling they paid too much for it and so they had to put it in the movie as many times as they could. <laughs> you paid what for that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I kinda wanna sculpt one and put it at the foot of our bed. Oh stop. <laughs> Don't. Steve, I need thirty uh, bucks for clay. <laughs> you know what you need to do is you need to make one like a urinal and you just pee into its mouth. Well, that might work. Hey, I, I'm just it's trying like to a get, reverse fountain. I'm just trying to give her ideas for the Etsy shop, and you can help sponsor at untidyvenus.etsy.com. Apparently, it'd be called if it was a toilet, it'd be untidy penis. Hey, hey, Willem Dafoe, it all comes back. <laughs> <laughs> May the circle be unbroken. <laughs> 
Yeah. So then, uh, so then James uh, Sanchez is like, "Oh man, look like they were trying to torture you. What, what? Who were those guys? Like, I, I don't know. They just popped up out of nowhere, and uh, I don't know. They, they seem to have some inside information. So, I, are you sure that you trust everybody in your your organization? Because I think you have a mole. And Sanchez is like, "Oh, my people are loyal. All right. Well, then you have nothing to worry about." And <laughs> I love Sanchez's reaction of. All right, maybe they're not 100% loyal, but I'll, I'll look into it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then uh, Kitana comes down, and I guess uh, the, her and Bond both like sneak back into town uh, to his suite or whatever. And yeah, he starts like, interrogating Bouvier, because like, Bouvier's the only person that knew where I was going to be, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I don't know anything about this. So blah, 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 blah. Whatever, drama. <laughs> Is that, is that about right? Am I missing anything with that this no, he, portion of the movie? Yeah, he did slap her around a little bit on the bed. Don't forget well, that yeah, part. Well, you know. But that's how he interrogates women. He yeah. drags her into the bedroom, throws her on the bed, and gets on top of her to ask her a bunch of questions. When w- yeah, he didn't do that with just Q. Just starts drilling. He, he didn't do that with Q. Imagine yeah. if he did that with Q as he came in. Here, Q, let me grab him to the bed, throw him on there, jump on him, top of him to pin him down, and then ask Q a well, bunch of questions. Well, no. Q's an open book. Q's just like, look, look, I know you're going to use all tools at your disposal, especially that one. What am I going to defend myself with, this laser camera? Well, I, you have the to battery's Q, low. You have to give Q some credit. He's got, you know, prescient powers. He can see the future because every single thing that he brings to Bond, Bond uses. Yeah, that's true. Holy shit, Q is like an oracle. He's the puppet master. No, yeah. he has it all planned out. He knows exactly what's going to happen. He he He's sees the, the future. Is he the master of puppets pulling the strings? I Only you have seen that movie. Master. I have not seen that movie, nor will I ever. I think it was a Metallica song <laughs> reference. <laughs> no, I, I thought you were talking about that horrible movie. I think there's a master of puppets or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there's like three or four puppet master movies it, out it, there. It, yeah. was, it was supposed to be a Metallica reference. Nice. Oh. So... Bouvier checks out after some thorough drilling. Basically, the next plan is, all right, Crest is coming in with his boat, and they're going to basically frame him to... They're basically going to plant, like, the missing millions of dollars, and Sanchez is going to find in, like, you've been trying to fuck me over. You're full of shit, and kill him. And, spoiler, it works out pretty well, because Crest gets killed by in that uh, air pressure machine. Oh, my God, that was the grossest thing so right? gross. It, it was like Big Trouble in Little China, except more realistic. Uh, uh, I was unco- really uncomfortable. Well, uh, realistic, I don't know if that actually would happen. but Oh, you know. oh it happened. Oh, I mean, I don't know if that actually happens in real life. Let's find out. No. <laughs> Where's Mythbusters? <laughs> I mean, yeah, get Adam Savage on the line, because I want to find out. Because it was disgusting to see his face inflate like that, and then... I was I was hoping it was just like a couple of eyes would pop and then you'd be done, but nope, full on explosion. <laughs> and then uh, he was blown up in that thing with like two or three million dollars and like what do you want to do with the money? And Sanchez says launder it. Yeah, best line in the movie. And then he puts his shades on. David Crusoe. Yeah. I got yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you didn't like the dead end when he got the other guy. I can't remember his name. He comes through the he comes through the wall on the forklift. Looks like he ran into a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! What was the note earlier in the movie with uh, Felix? It was like he disagreed with something that ate him or something. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. all right. <laughs> 
What else you got? Oh, yeah, and after the whole thing goes down with Crest, uh, Sanchez goes back to the mansion, uh, but Bond's already back there, like, lying abed and <laughs> lying asleep in bed, and Sanchez is like, he, like, throws some money or whatever at him, and Bond's <laughs> like, what is this for? Like, oh, it's for a tip, th- the tip that you gave me. I found out uh, somebody was stealing money from me. He's like, oh, just one? Uh, yeah, just one. All right, Very- I thought, thought it might be more. Eh, I don't know. You'll figure it out. Very passive aggressive. That's yeah. that's that is some mean girl shit going on yeah. right there. Yeah, totally. I'm like, oh shit, Bond's uh, Bond's cunning is on point. Bond is a bitch. That's what he's doing. He's being a mean girl. Oh, he's he's on a vengeance yeah. spree. He's pulling out all the tools. <laughs> he's not giving a fuck. Yeah, and then uh, right after Sanchez, like I swear they must have passed in the hallway, but as soon as Sanchez leaves, Katana comes in and is basically like, oh my god, I was so worried about you. Do you have time for a quick bang? Uh, sure, I guess. Wait, weren't you worried about being killed? Oh, but they've seen your dong and it's 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 like Willem Dafoe, but full of girth. <laughs> it's more like a, a pen. It's more like a marker than a pen. Because I'm still, I'm still thinking William Defoe. Yes, it's probably ten inches long and about, you know, about a half a quarter of an inch. So that's about, I guess that'd be one eighth, yeah. half a quarter of an so, inch. So it's like a pipe cleaner. Is that it's, it's like it's like a cable. It's just like a it's like a coaxial cable. All right, interesting, interesting. Well, Mr. Defoe, if you're listening, and I hope you are, <laughs> please hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We have questions. Uh, we'll probably talk about Spider-Man too. Ooh, Doggy Dog. I want to talk about yeah. that movie. No, I'm gonna get the Nosferatu movie. I want to see all about. That was a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Stuff. I talk about good movies. I forgot. Never mind. Uh, let's Speed Two Cruise Control. Boondock questions. Boondock like, Saints. I want to talk about his uh trans his when he's wearing all the female clothes. All right. So then we were flying off to the. Oh yeah, that's right. The, after he bangs Kitana. Oh, oh, that's right. Uh, Kitana goes to talk to Bouvier and is like, oh, sorry, James was with me last night. We totally fucked. Wait, you didn't have to bring that up. He <laughs> stayed with me. I don't know what, would ha- what I would do if I, something I, happened to him. I'm I so in love, love with yeah. him. Yeah. Exactly. These two girls fell in love with him instantly. Like, the one girl met him in a really shitty Florida bar. Not a regular bar. A Florida bar. Yeah. Where you pull up in your boat. That's a pirate that's the, bar. Yeah. And she fell in love with him immediately. And this girl falls in love with him immediately and yet she's willing to tell everybody how much she loves him while the other one is just like why is he dealing with her <sighs> you guys you guys he has the ultimate make girls fall in love with you story not only is he a widow but he just lost his best friend and his best friend's wife he has the ultimate sad story that's true all he needs but, is a dog but here's the thing kitana earlier in the movie was totally in love with some random fucking dude and that's why Sanchez yeah. had to come out and oh, like. Oh yeah, no, Katana falls in love with whoever's in power. Yeah. It, it, so is that this time is like, how old is she in this movie? I. I mean, I mean, sure, she looks like she's twenty-one or whatever. She's but, nineteen for. But, yeah. Say. Well. Yeah. All right. I'm just, I'm just gonna go over that. I'm just gonna bypass because if, if we start digging and pulling this thread, I don't know if the sweater can hold up. <laughs> Speaking of sweater, we fly to the meditation center, uh, but this is also where. Uh, where the cocaine is processed for uh, 
Oh yeah, did we mention he's a drug dealer? Yeah, Sanchez is a drug dealer. Oh yeah, no, we've definitely talked about him okay. being a drug dealer. <laughs> what? So this is... He's a drug dealer. Yeah, I know, right? He's not just a charismatic guy popping out crooning records. No, no, it's it's, it's we it's talked cocaine. about it when he first flew into the Keys. Yeah, all right. That's the only reason you fly in the Keys. Yeah, to become yeah. a drug dealer. Either you are a drug dealer, or you're becoming one. Or you're going to meet a drug dealer, or you just left a drug dealer. Yeah. I don't ask what's in the boxes. All right. So, so yeah, it's the cocaine processing center, and they're uh, showing off to the Asian investors uh, the process. You know, it's more racist when you say it like that, I think. (laughs) I just want to make sure everybody hears what I'm saying. (laughs) The words that are coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, And this process of... Yeah, basically we just dump coke in gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then yeah. we pull it out later. You can use a coffee strainer to <laughs> <laughs> use a coffee little coffee filter, filter and yeah. a little let... fire and boom, you're done. I'm like, uh no. <laughs> and you can keep the and you get to keep the gasoline for free. Yeah. Oh that, that's probably worth more. Right. Yeah. I uh I'm gonna pass on that. But <laughs> But yeah, that's the process. Oh, and this is where young Benicio is, uh, young nubile Benicio is starting to identify James Bond. Yeah, because yeah, they like, walk in like wearing the mask mm-hmm. so they don't get high on their own supply. But then Benicio's like, hey, that guy looks familiar. Yeah. Well, he does. That doesn't stop anybody. I saw, I looked at it, that's James Bond. And then, of course, he meets his, Benicio meets his doom, just like in the Temple of Doom. When the thuggy gets chomped up by the rotating saw blades or whatever. Oh, we're not thing. there yet. <laughs> James, so, There's uh, not much in between. <laughs> it, it, before that happens, uh, our our fearless drug lord here decides to start a fire in the middle of the room yeah. to prove that the gas is flammable. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to which Bond says, slap, and then starts the whole fucking lab on yeah. fire. And, and they're like, where are the fire extinguishers? No, fuck that. Just let the place oh, burn down. And he's like, quick, what? we got to get the Orientals out. I don't think we can stop the fire. <laughs> wait, wait, in the sealed lab room, you can't stop the fire? You only have like a fire door. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All I know is we didn't start the fire. It's <laughs> always been burning. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Bouvier is meeting with uh, Wayne Newton, Professor Joe, for whatever reason. Why did she have to go see him? Oh, she's got there to save Bond. Remember, she goes out yeah. to get her plane, and then uh, but the drug lord has decided it's got to get worked on, so she steals a crop duster. Yeah. And yeah, she goes that she's pretending to meet with him so she can get into the facility. She's got a bunch of money, uh, yeah, and yeah. she's like, okay. "Hey, my small town in the Midwest raised all this money, and I want to give it to Mister Joe yeah. all." Yeah. in person yeah and then mr joe's like well hello little lady come on back to my fuck shack and, this is uh, my fortress of solitude it's yeah, built for yeah. two for yeah as soon as he said meditation. uh the walls are insulated so you can't hear a sound that's my cue to leave yeah uh, <laughs> i don't you know i'm not a lady so i don't get hit on a lot i don't know what men think as far as you know what so i, I don't know what to expect but i know as even a guy, if you walk in and they say, oh, the walls are soundproof, yeah, that's the sign to leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, goodbye, Buffalo Bill. It was nice <laughs> meeting you. How did you know his alter ego? Yeah. Nobody has a soundproof room who isn't a fucking creepy asshole. I don't know. I think our entire house is, is a I, soundproof room now. Anybody out there with one of those soundproof podcast studios? Perhaps no, a closet that's why, in San Jose? <laughs> no, that's why the door shut and the door to the room is shut and then the door across the hall is shut so that dogs can't hear. The things uh, I do for your podcast. <laughs> well, they're truly appreciated. I'm half naked because it's just getting hotter and hotter. It was already 78 Ooh. degrees when I got Ooh, in Slow here. down, Craig. <laughs> then all this William Defoe and his Defoe. 
uh, now I'm extra sweaty. <laughs> so you're just extra lubed, I see. Oh, I didn't say that. Wow. <laughs> I just said I'm sweating in a box here. Which is the name of my porn tape. So speaking of sweating in a box, uh, the meditation center is burning down. And... Uh, <laughs> Man, you're the king My segues are on point today, guys. <laughs> Nobody has a goddamn fire extinguisher. Not one. That or whole a sprinkler system. Silly. There's not even a sprinkler system put in there. No. Yeah. It's a $32 million facility. But yeah, so Sanchez and Dario, like, have Bond, and they have, like, the little conveyor belt. Yeah, they, like, tie his hands and feet together and put them on the conveyor belt into a, basically a giant wood chipper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is great. Uh, and, but Bond course, is like, like, no, no, you can't trust everybody. Who has your money now? All those. Oh, my God. And the Asians with the $100 million each in bearer bonds just, just on them. To like after the, after they show the gasoline thing, they're just like, oh, yeah, here, take them, take them, take them. So there's like, what, $500 million or $600 million in bearer bonds. <laughs> like, yeah, who has your money? Go check on them. And it's like the security guy. And meanwhile, uh, Bond and uh, Benny the Bull. Dario, that's the guy's name. Yeah, but see, here's another thing. That, again, I don't understand why he does this. He's hanging from the, he's hanging from the end of the conveyor belt with the, whatever they used to tie him up. Yeah. And so Benicio decides, well, this guy is very vulnerable. I could easily just shoot him and be done with the whole Hell thing. Yeah, cap, cap, cap. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I'm going to take my knife and I'm going to go on to this conveyor belt. And then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to try to slowly and very quietly and very precisely cut those cords on his that's wrapping his arms. For what reason? Because he's not so, going to fall because his hands are right there. So that Bouvier can come to the rescue and <sighs> shoot Dario in the back and then he falls into the wood chipper and... But she got him back. He shot her in the back. She shot him in the back. That's right. Oh, the, the screenwriting, it just, it's just amazing. <laughs> All right, so then Bond is uh, under one of the semi-trucks full of uh, the, the cocaine gasoline. Yeah. Which is like, cocaine, oh, that's cocaine. why they dissolve the coke and gasoline, so that we can get the next 20 minutes of this movie, which yeah. is fucking amazing. Cocaine, cocaine. <laughs> so yeah, so he's being chased by Sanchez, uh, who I think he's like in a Jeep or something. No, no, he's in another one of the trucks, right? No, Sanchez is in a, in a sedan. He got a four-door Oh, sedan. that's right. That's right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of windy roads. And, of course, there's the Chekhov's gun of the Stinger missiles that was said earlier. Oh, the, the fucking stunts. Okay, so James Bond uh, kicks some ass and uh, controls one of these semi-trucks. But, of course, everybody's got, like, rocket launchers and shit now. And so to avoid the rocket launcher, there's luckily a ramp that's around. And he takes the semi and goes up on nine wheels. And the rocket goes past him and blows up another semi that, that was broken down. And and then he crushes a Jeep yep. when he comes down. Crush the Jeep. Yeah. And then Steve came. Yeah. And then uh, what happens after that? Oh, yeah, the Bouvier's in, like, the little crop duster thing and, like, saves him. And there's a shit ton of, like, exploding tankers being, like, dropped down the hill. And uh, Bond pops a wheelie. <laughs> so yeah, so the uh, the <laughs> then my favorite I, I, part. Oh, go ahead. Liz. I was gonna it, say. It, um, I'm sure Steve's got the saved in the for the fun facts, but I'm gonna blow it now. Uh, James Bond's big rig stunts. The uh, the the driving on nine uh, wheels on yeah. nine wheels and uh, doing the wheelie. Those were all actually performed by a stunt guy. They had rigs like set up to do it, but the stunt guy was able to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. that's. Oh no, that's. 
I could you could, if you watch if you watch the, how he does it, you can see him turn the wheels to to land the thing. It's it's a it's a quite impressive stunt. It's uh, so impressive it almost doesn't look real. Yeah, I know, but it's all you could tell that that was because again you've I've seen enough cars on six wheels to know that the, just add two more three more you can do that. But it was really impressive the way he was able to you know keep it steady and then at the last second turn it so he could crush that jeep. Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, there's the machete fight on the tanker. Yes. Machete, machete, machete. Uh, and, of course, anytime a machete and a tanker come together, what do you got to do? Cut the brakes. That's yeah. always yeah. going to happen. And, of course. That's, that's the easiest way to do it. Yep. Because always you have to have a machete in a movie about a, a, a Coke cartel that's based out of South America. Of course. That's right. Good old Isthmus City classic. Um, yeah. So yeah, so then uh, they end up rolling the tanker because it's got the brakes cut and gasoline just spilled everywhere. And uh, uh, Sanchez has his machete and has the drop on Bond. And then Bond pulls out the lighter that he got from uh, fuck uh, Felix yeah, and Della. Yeah. And you see the little inscription. And he starts it and throws it at Sanchez. And it's that Sanchez's ass on fire. Yeah. And then he goes like running towards the tanker. And so the tanker fucking explodes. And glorious. Glorious death for oh. a glorious man. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Let's take a uh, moment of silence for Robin. So then what happens? Oh, yeah. Princess Kitana shows up, uh, kisses James. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. It's at like a... Is that the casino? They go back to the casino. Yeah. So, yeah. So they... Yeah. They... Yeah. Kitana's there and she like kisses James. And, of course, that sends Bouvier. You know, she's jealous. And so she like runs off. And I believe it's called a hissy fit. Yeah, it is. It is very much a hissy fit. Oh yeah, and Q's just watching, jacking it in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> um, that's, that's how every one of these James Bond movies ends. I realize is Q jacking it in the corner. Yeah, and then James is basically like, "Well, I think you and uh, El Presidente here are going to make a cute couple, little fourteen-year-old Kitana." Uh, and then he's like, uh, "Bouvier, hold on," and dives down into the pool down off the, off where the she is. Level. And then they reenact the scene from Showgirls. Uh, you know, uh, uh, right? Uh, the seizure yeah. in the pool? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Roll credits. Okay, that, uh, uh, there wasn't the sex scene from Showgirls. But yeah, they're down there. They're kissing in the pool and blah, blah, blah. Roll credits. And then we get the uh, the ending music, which I didn't realize at first, but it was that song. If you ask me to... I give my love. Yeah, some some shit like that. By the way, uh, we were we were fast forwarding to try and find some uh, <laughs> yeah. some credits. That song on Time and a Half is fucking phenomenal. It's pretty good. It's got a nice little dance if beat. Ask me to. <laughs> By the way, Craig, did you happen to notice the uh, the warning that was in the credits? <laughs> You're assuming that I didn't immediately shut this off as soon as I saw letters at the end of that water scene. So. Um, I did oh, so not. Did what was the warning? Fifteen dollars worth. Yeah. There no, you I have. Weird. I own it, so I can go back and see it anytime I want now. <laughs> yeah. About ten seconds into the credits, comes up a Surgeon General's warning, warning you about the effects of tobacco. Not the cocaine. But not the, the cocaine. Not guns. <laughs> not, not flaming gasoline tankers. Not unprotected sex. Not. <laughs> Not driving under the influence of cocaine gasoline. Not fighting a drug dealer with a machete. (laughs) Not sharks. Not sharks, yeah, exactly. Not flesh-eating worms. Not having ironic nicknames like Sharky. (laughs) Not Not hanging out at pirate bars. Not getting married. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's that should be the Surgeon General's warning. Hey, believe me, that kills more people than any other drug or disease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was weird, but yeah, 1989, I guess. Historic so, smoking. Fucking Reagan. So is this, remind me, when does the inappropriate names of the Bond girls, because it seems to have stopped with Timothy Dalton and then returned with Pierce Brosnan, because there's no on a top or, you know, pussy galore. This girl's name was Beauvais. Yeah, Pam Bouvier and Lupe Lamora or whatever. Pam Bouvier, wasn't she one of the yeah. Golden Girls? No, 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 no. She's on Archer. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and then it came back. Yeah, with Zinnia on a top and stuff in Golden Eye. And I was yeah. very disappointed with Pam uh, in this Jones. movie. We couldn't have somebody with a sexy name. It's Pam. Well, I mean, well, so with the Timothy Dalton ones, I think they were trying to to make it uh, a little bit more dramatic. They were, yeah. you know. They were coming off some goofy ones, so. <laughs> How dare you besmirge Roger Moore's name like that? I'm not saying that all the Roger Moore ones are goofy. I'm just saying that maybe the later ones, when he's easily three times older than the ladies he's seducing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve's dream. <laughs> all right. On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have fun facts. What? More beer. <gasps> and what we learned from... License to kill! Wider than a mile. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first hi i'm brendan and i'm jason and we host a podcast called Full Screen and Country. And what do we do on this podcast? Jason? We talk about the best British films of all time, as voted by British people in the British year of 1999. The BFI Top 100, to be exact. 100 movies. So, with each episode, we talk about a movie on the list, historical significance, if it holds up, etc., etc., etc. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. Wherever podcasts are sold, sold, sold. Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome 
awesome podcast. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie up, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popbean.com, all of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders, but I like to think we're a little bit better than that. Come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. I'm assuming you want me to still record. But of course, it's just me now. All by myself. All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself anymore. And I'm back. <laughs> oh, you missed it. Uh, while you were, I was singing all by myself. <laughs> And oh. then the dog started barking. So, oh, so you'll no. have you'll have that on the recording. Oh, perfect! People <laughs> love it when the dogs are on. Well, no, you won't hear the dogs. You'll just hear me singing all by myself, and then I, I could hear the dogs going barking in the background. I, so I had to shut the door again. <laughs> there, there's a there was one episode where Steve started the recording, and I got home from work, and he decided to uh, to drive and pick me up. And apparently, uh, Brendan, from what were they thinking? came in and uh or he was talking and apparently pickles could hear it and so pickles started like sniffing the microphone and meowing at him <laughs> i think it was caster actually oh, was it was a caster oh caster yeah i just set the dogs off my by singing while you were gone and we're back oh my god steve those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding oh she's at it <laughs> they get better every week yeah. i feel like Babe, a better person thirsty. just listening to him you are, and you're smarter and better looking. Yeah, I feel more virile, and I'm ready to take on the world. Yeah, you are. Yeah, if just only, like James Bond. If only we had a promo for Matinee Heroes, because I hear that's a pretty good podcast. Oh, you well, mean Manatee Heroes. Uh, well, yeah, it goes by Pronounce it properly. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, if I could get my co-host to do one, we would. On Manatees? <laughs> no, a, 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 an advertisement. <laughs> uh, believe me, I, I, we'll get a Manatee on the show at some point. I would do a sea cow. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to find oh. out if the, if it's worth making a... Once I find out who's going to be at FanX, I'll see if it's worth getting a new manatee commissioned. Yeah. Uh, but but usually the time frame is, is just... I find out like a week beforehand and then it's, to get my artist to do it and then get the actual t-shirt printed out usually takes too long. Well, so you do pre-orders. Well, no, you can't pre-order if you don't know who it's going to be. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So let's say... Willem Dafoe is going to be at Fan X. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to make a tripod manatee. That's right. <laughs> uh, actually, it's just going to be him and his big, long penis. The wit. Oh, and the, the, oh oh, obviously, it's going to be a dugong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, by the time, I would only have a week to be able to call up my guy to, to, to draw the manatee, and then it would take another week just to get the print going, because you can't pre-order a print that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, so. You get a point there. <laughs> and hopefully it's someone in the past and then I can wear a past manatee, which you can go to matineeheroes.com and go to the store and get any kind. We have Indiana Jones. We've got Batman and Joker. We've got Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Womanity. We've yeah. Got, uh, one of my personal favorites is the 
We have a manatee in the lift load lifter from Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, com. Go to the store. We've got a lot of great manatees <laughs> and a lot of great heroes for you. And then so. you can also listen to the podcast, I suppose. Eh, it's, it's pretty good. It's, no, right. it's, mean, it's an amazing podcast, especially the ones we're on. I mean, I, I heard that people from this year podcast might have been on that. Episode. I say we did what Starship Troopers and Jackie Brown. Oh, yeah. The Jackie Brown one was good. Starship I believe we also so totally destroyed 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yes. yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be on again soon. You might even be on before the uh, Fan X. I don't know. Yeah. <gasps> I don't think so. It. I think we're actually, no no offense, I think we're already booked up through September, uh, which, is, <laughs> which is unusual because normally we're scrambling. Well, Steve, since we're not going to be able to be on their, their podcast before Fan X, shall we drink our worries away? You have something to wash my tears away there, bud? I do. From Talisman Brewing here in beautiful Utah, we have The Creation, a Crystal Weissen Wheat Ale, 4% alcohol by volume. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. I like wheat. I like wheat beers. Those are good. You can make a shandy out of that. That'd be great. Are you familiar with the shandies? We've had some terrible shandies. Well, you can't make no. You can't buy shandies. You have to make them yourself. <laughs> so if you buy something that says it's a shandy, they're awful. But they're if you always make them, terrible. If you make them yourself, they're great. Well, that makes sense. gentlemen, I'm going to pop my top here. Please do. Ah, my top. That doesn't sound like the top. That sounds more like the bottom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my bottom. <laughs> this is what Craig's top sounded like when he popped it off <laughs> in his little cooking closet. Let's see. The creation of man was a gift of life, but also the gift of knowledge. Man used that knowledge to make beer, which was one of the first intoxicating beverages enjoyed. Our creation is light and easy drinking wheat beer that is refreshingly crisp with mild hints of banana and clove. Nice. And the pour. And no worries, Steve. This doesn't have real bananas in it. It's just flavors from the yeast because it's a crystal bison. Now, uh, I will be totally honest. We bought this beer in December, and we left it with Steve's parents and are only now, just now getting to it. Well, a wheat beer is a summer beer anyways, so if you bought it over the wintertime, now's the time. Yeah. Mm. Also, it may have been brewed last summer. <laughs> We're not sure. Steve's gone in for the taste. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's got a little bit of the... Um, oh it smells God. very Belgian-y. Yeah, it's got a little bit of the the the, the Belgian uh, the banana and clove, like like a little bit of sourness or whatever that little oh, little tanginess. It's hardness. The, that's it. That's the one. The yeastiness of it, because it's a yeah, wheat this... beer. So wheat beer is like drinking a loaf of bread. This may have gone a little bit sour. It's yeah. very tasty, but yeah, it's definitely got like a little. Uh, it's a little tangier than usual. It's a little acidic. Yeah, but it's quite delightful still. Yeah, I know when it's fresh. This is yeah, very refreshing, very light. But uh, but it's also very biscuity. flavorful, yeah, yeah. With a mm. with a just a kiss of tang. Mm. Yeah. A little bit of that tang. So, Steve, do you have any fun facts? Super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. You're in luck, because I do. Oh shit! All right. Any guesses on what the Rotten Tomato score on this movie is with the critics? Ninety-seven point eight percent. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna say somewhere in the seventies. 77%. Okay, because I don't think this is a beloved... I think this is. I think this movie has gotten a little bit more credit over the years, but I don't think it was beloved when it came out. Yeah. Um, any guess what the audience score is, though? A thousand oh. percent. I have no idea. They're a bunch of fucking feral children. I have no idea what the audience would think. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. It is 60% for the audience. <laughs> uh, 
thirty-two million dollar budget, one hundred and fifty-six million dollar worldwide gross. I, and now this might be a fun fact that you don't know about. I, I from what I understand, this was the first one where everything outside was not done in anything outside was done in Great Britain. They, I guess they in England they were having a lot of taxes and a lot of issues, so they they purposely went to Florida where it's cheap. They purposely went to a couple places where it was cheaper to actually make this movie. It's absolutely correct. Because <laughs> I know they were thinking about going to China, but then somebody else did a couple movies in China, and it took away the specialness of being in China, which now all the movies are made to make sure they cater to China. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, being of its time there in 1988-89, uh, in an interview during filming, Timothy Dalton denied media claims that his Bond was not allowed to have as much sex due to the AIDS epidemic at the time. However, he uh, admitted that was true in a 2007 interview. So that explains why uh, only two bangs in this movie, I guess. Yeah. Well, how come Q couldn't make some kind of condom? I don't know. They have right. them. They <laughs> could have done a condoms. special self-inflating, self... Uh, I don't, they don't inflate. Self-applying uh, <laughs> condom. I... Yeah, I, I don't know. Because you know but... he's working on that on his own, off t- on his off time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... <laughs> he... He is a bit of a pervert with yeah. his other projects. Oh, yeah. he, he just happens to stumble upon things like, I was trying to make a Polaroid camera I could fuck, but apparently <laughs> this one has a laser now, so it's all yours, James. Yeah, I was trying to find something that would heat up my fleshlight, and unfortunately it now burns through a human being in four seconds. <laughs> so at 21 years old, Benicio Del Toro is the youngest actor to play a villain in a James Bond movie. He's 21 years old in this 21 movie? 21 years old. He looks old. like he's nine. I also think he's the first henchman to get an Oscar. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, absolutely. He, he's, not the a, first, uh, he's not the first bad guy to get an Oscar, but I think he's the first henchman to ever get an Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Christopher Walken was the first bad guy to get that oh. Oscar. And then, uh, what, let's see, let me see, uh, Holly Berry. Yeah, Holly Berry. Uh, was she a bad guy, though? She was a Bond girl. No, she's a Bond she's girl. A Bond yeah, girl. Judy Dench is a Bond girl, technically, I guess. Uh, Sean Connery got an Oscar for... Uh, untouchables didn't he did he i think so for like supporting actor or whatever? yeah yeah it was like his big huge that's i mean up until then in the 80s he was just doing i guess he was getting hair plugs and not doing much and then he finally went all in with the untouchables and after that's when his that's when we got the sean connery renaissance yep renaissance. yep uh he won best supporting actor in 1988 yeah yeah and of course christoph waltz inspector yeah. Yeah, but he had the Oscar before he was on James Bond. Oh well, yeah. So I'm he's talking the first about people... one to get one and be, oh. to have an Oscar then a James Bond movie. Well, I, no, I think they've had Oscar winners who've been on, but I think this is the first one who was on James Bond, Bond and, and then, then earned an Oscar. Okay, okay, that that makes sense. I just can't believe Benicio del Toro has an Oscar. What did he get his for again? Uh, I can't remember. Usual Suspects. No. no. No, 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 no. We said we both said that right away. No, no. Yeah, like, like was that? No, that's a no. mistake. That oh, was, it was a the big Wolfman, mistake. of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course it was. What else would it be? Wave the uh, gun. Uh, roll Hold twenty. Twenty one grams. He won an Academy Award for twenty one oh, grams. Wait, no, he was nominated. Sorry. Oh, okay. Let me pull up the full IMDb. The full IMDb. IMDb. Okay. One he won Oscar. it for traffic. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now it all comes clear. And now we get to talking about the songs of this movie. Gladys Knight's title song is the longest of all the Bond songs, like Craig said. Oh, um, it's so the U- long. 
In the UK, it peaked at number six on the charts. Well, they really don't have much to listen to in the UK, do they? Yeah. It peaked at number six because nobody was ever ever every time they time they changed the channel, it was still playing on another on another <laughs> channel. So that was just the only song anybody heard for six months. Yeah, that makes sense. And then the closing credit song, If You Ask Me To, is sung by Patti LaBelle and was oh. featured on the B-side of the main title song's uh, 45 RPM single. Wow. Dating what that what are we bit. talking about? What are those words you just said? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was some sort of DVD thing. There was a, uh, lot, of, a lot of letters and numbers. Yeah. but uh, So the LaBelle song did chart in the Rhythm and Blues Top 10. However, the later version sung by Celine Dion is when it became a huge hit that everybody heard on the radio in the 90s and 2000s. If you ask me to. That's the one. So, ladies and gentlemen, what did we learn from License to Kill? Never, ever name your child Sharky. (laughs) That's a good one. Greg, anything from you? Well, you know, there's so many life lessons to take away from this, but number one is... If you're going to have a secret agent as a best friend, don't invite him to your wedding. Great. I learned that uh, cocaine dissolves in gasoline and then can be pulled from gasoline back to cocaine. (laughs) Or some sort of cocaine putty, it looked like. They had a special formula, so it doesn't naturally do that. They had a special way of doing it. All right. That's why they were in a laboratory. (laughs) I also learned loyalty is more important than money. And that's I why will... us podcasters got to stick together. Am I right? Yeah. I, will, I will sell you out for a buck. Uh, <laughs> give me 900 pod coins right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd like to, just go to PodCoin and the, download the app and use the code, was it Steve Izzy? That's Steve right. Izzy. I had to think for a sec. How is the PodCoin coming along? Have you bought a house with your PodCoins yet? Have you made Steve a podcoin? You know, house? we're also sponsored by com, <laughs> where you can get the finest essential oils. And, <laughs> and if you use the code untidy, you could save 15%. What? <laughs> Let's talk to the advertiser that actually made us money. They deserve your, the, your, your support. Well, Craig, thank you for joining us. We oh. truly appreciate you bringing a little bit of class to our podcast. <laughs> uh, but I do my best. I try. I try. I love you so. And so I know I have to bring my A game. <laughs> if we can't get enough, C plus. if we can't get enough of your silky, sultry voice, where can we find you? Well, for the next couple of months, I will be at matineeheroes.com, listening to Matinee Heroes, talking to Matinee Heroes. But uh, after that, I don't know because I'm moving, so I may not survive the move. So these next few episodes might be my last. So please, matineeheroes.com, uh, join us at Matinee Hero on Patreon at matineeheroes.com. We we need all the support we can get because we don't have all that podcoin money supporting us. <laughs> stay alive we'll find you (laughs) but i can't wait to see you in september i definitely am going to that i will stay alive to september yeah Yeah. maybe you'll join us for uh sissy fight sequel september oh wait did i I just did i just drop a little note for the people listening to the end oh man now i you'll have to tell me off air because now i'm i'm intrigued my interest (laughs) peaked excellent (laughs) all right babe where can we uh you already did all of our plugs right 
I don't know. Did we talk about untidyvenus.etsy.com? I believe we mentioned it, but what will we be able to find there? Ooh, uh, you can find the original art of uh, of myself and my wonderful co-host, Steve. Steve does uh, handmade paracord products, including awesome dog leashes and survival bracelets. I have all kinds of fun and whimsical watercolor prints available. I'm about to whip out a whole bunch of new products and put them up there. So, nice. yeah, definitely go check it out. Are you going to have that sculpture from License to Kill? <laughs> oh no, no, that's going to be a that's going to be a passion project. Uh, that's for my own personal collection. Oh, but I, you can always check me out at Untidy Venus on Instagram and see the pictures of it's how it's coming along. That's right. And of course, <laughs> once again, FrankieMurr.com. Check them out. Incredible aromatherapy and essential oils. And you use the code Untidy to uh, save fifteen percent. And I was at over thirty-five dollars shipping is free. Thirty-five dollars ship free, and you help us out, which is do, the best part of all. Well, since I've been trapped in this closet, uh, do they do instant delivery? Because I need something to get rid of some of the license to kill stank that I've had. Yeah, it's usually, like two or three business days, right? Yeah, I would highly recommend uh, the fight the foot funk. It is a lemon glass, grass and tea tree oil blend Ooh. that smells super fresh. Super fantastic, and will totally kill all of that funk. Wait, I did... love lemongrass, so that's fantastic. I will talk to my wife and make sure she orders some, so when I arrive in Southern California, I will smell funky fresh. Yeah. Nice. And didn't you have a scent that you made, personally? Oh, shit, that's right. Well, I was... Uh... That's an awful name. Oh, shit, that's an awful <laughs> name for a scent. That's right. Oh, shit. For uh, those of you who don't know, I was employed by Frankie and Murr briefly, and they are fantastic folks over there. I was part of the uh, five-man crew. Woo! But uh, yeah, while I was there, I did help develop the scent called Livin' the Wood Life. It is a vanilla, cedar, and patchouli scent. It's very woodsy, kind of sweet. I believe the description is it's as if a cupcake was riding a unicorn through a cedar tree forest. All right. <laughs> well, on that note, Livin' the Wood Life, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Craig from MatineeHeroes.com. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. That's full. I traveled each and every highway and more, much more than this. I did it my way.